Hey everybody, you're listening to Nothing But Everything, the podcast where we talk about nothing, everything, and anything in between, and hopes that you leave here feeling a little bit better about yourself. I'm your host and resident 20-something, Taylor Ann Carpenter. Today's episode has nothing to do with feeling down, but everything to do with feeling the need for downtime. We're talking about being an introvert in an extrovert's world. Now, acquaintances like friends of friends, co-workers, classmates, they would peg me for an extrovert saying, she's talkative, she's opinionated, she's outgoing, she's confident. But my friends, my family, the people I'm closest to, they know that I'm an introvert and never would they say that I'm an extrovert. Yet so many times people have asked me, how, how are you an introvert? You seem so extroverted so outgoing. And that's when I began to look inside and ask myself, why does everybody think I'm an extrovert? How am I even fooling people into thinking I'm an extrovert? I mean, I always thought I was an introvert. So I did some thinking. And that's when I discovered that what it really comes down to is a few things. First, people often misconstrue the definition of introverts and extroverts, which we'll be getting into later. But secondly, I think I have felt the need to be an extrovert because of how I was raised, my cultural and social groups, because extroverts are successful and society has told us that. But finally, there's not much space for an introvert because we live in an extrovert's world. And that's what we'll be discussing today on Nothing But Everything. previously that people don't quite understand what makes an introvert or an extrovert. They also put each category into a box prohibiting any variation or overlap. To these people, extroverts are talkative, loud, happy, and bubbly, and maybe even a little self-centered or egotistical. They also think that introverts are quiet, shy, socially awkward, depressed, lack confidence, and are self-deprecating, and simply cannot fathom being around another human being. They think you are one or the other, and by these definitions, they would be right. I mean, how can I be talkative and quiet at the same time? But I believe people are dynamic. They cannot be confined, nor should they be confined, to one thing or the other. I know some say people don't really change, and maybe there's some truth to that. But think about it. You aren't the same kid you were when you were a freshman in high school, or at least I hope you're not. You've matured, You've gotten taller, you've discovered more of who you are and what you like. With this in mind, I also believe people can flip through being an introvert and an extrovert. They don't have to, of course, but they can. Let me give you guys an example of a real-life person who flip-flops through introvertism and extrovertism. That would be my little sister. She's four years younger than me, making her a junior in high school. But way back when she was a kindergartner, we had just moved to a new city and a new school. Being a kindergartner is a big step for a kid, but being in a new city and a new school, even more of a big step. She had grown up with all these great friends and was being so social with them, but she gets to kindergarten and her teacher tells my parents that she's a little shy and a little introverted and hadn't talked to very many kids at first, but she was starting to warm up. So she'd remained that way through most of her elementary school But then by the time she got to middle school, she was definitely an extrovert. She was talkative, bubbly, loved to be around her friends and meet new people and do all the things that extroverts do. She wanted to go out and 
go to the parties and the football games and all the things that you could imagine a middle school girl wanting to do. And then comes high school. And now she's a little bit more reserved and a little bit reverting back to her introvert side, which is okay. There's no problem with that. She has the same personality, just an aspect of it has changed as she's grown and as she's changed. What it really comes down to is energy. So let me ask, where do you get your energy from? As psychologist Carl Jung explains, introvert and extrovert personalities are defined by the source and direction of an individual's energy. Extroverts and introverts express their energies differently. An introvert's energy is directed inwardly. They get their energy from alone time. On the other hand, extroverts direct their energy outward, meaning they get their energy from being around people. Though the two are different, psychologists are now categorizing these personality types as a spectrum rather than one or the other. This gets into a whole other side of the conversation, which includes adding another category, ambiverts, which is for people who are both introverted and extroverted. But personally, I think including the ambivert category is a little ridiculous because pretty much everyone could be considered an ambivert. I mean, like I said, people are dynamic and they can flip-flop through introverts and extroverts. So why include a category to say that? The reason I bring up the spectrum is to point out that just because some seem to be an introvert doesn't mean that they are only an introvert. There are subcategories of both introverts and extroverts, such as social introverts or intuitive extroverts, which brings me to the real definitions of each. If you've ever taken the 16 personality quiz, commonly referred to as the Myers-Briggs type quiz, the first letter I or E stands for introvert or extrovert. But if you look deeper into your results, specifically if you take the quiz from 16personalities.com, there will be a percentage. That's because introvertism and extrovertism, meaning you can be both. You can combine both. You can have aspects of both. I mentioned that I feel like the way I grew up and the way our world works has caused me and maybe some other people to pretend to be extroverts. I was born and raised in the South, and so were my parents and my grandparents. I learned the manners of how to be a true Southern Belle, and with that comes being very friendly and polite growing up, despite my resistance. I was always talking to people. My mom is a chatty Cathy if I've ever seen one. She will talk to anyone and can hold a conversation with them for ages. I remember being in elementary school, and my mom would have to stop by the Target down the street from my school, so she would pick my siblings and me up and say something Along the lines of, okay, we just have to run in and grab one ingredient for dinner tonight, and then we'll head home. Quick trip, it sounds like. Well, inevitably, we would spend an hour or so in the store, mainly because she ended up talking to someone. Some days it would be one of the other parents from my small school, but other days it would be the cashier. My mom is so kind and so friendly and social. It is one of my favorite things about her, but that's not me. Yet I find myself chatting it up with the ladies in the store. Every Sunday, I go to church and I smile and I speak to all the people that I pass. It's expected of me, but that's not me. And truthfully, when I get home from church, my social battery is gone. Like I am running on fumes at that point. But for the two or three hours at church, I'm an extrovert who talks to everyone and checks in on her peers and fellow believers. Now don't get me wrong. I love church. I go to a wonderful church where I'm getting the truth, being loved and supported, and replenishing my soul at the beginning of the week. But the always chatting with someone 
that's not me. Think about every movie you've ever seen. How many times has the main character been an introvert? Almost never. To me, that implies that we're supposed to be an extrovert, to have adventures and to do fun things, or to be successful. Even movies where the main character is shy and introverted at the beginning inevitably ends with the transformation into a popular extrovert with so many accomplishments. That is literally the plot of every Disney movie and every chick flick and every coming-of-age movie. I kind of interpret that as meaning to be, quote, the main character. To be successful. To be happy. You have to be an extrovert. But that's not me. Think of your day. Every single day. You have eight to nine hours of work or school. Maybe two hours at the gym. Two hours of running errands. And then, at the end of the week, you're expected to go out and hang with friends and socialize. But just after an eight-hour day of school, two hours of babysitting, and another couple of hours of whatever else I have going on, I am completely exhausted. After a whole week, and then being expected to see more people, I can't do that. And when I say no to hanging out, I instantly become a party pooper, or a grandma, or boring, or weird, or whatever. I have so many more examples and can go on forever with why extrovertism is preferred and why I feel like the world was made for extroverts. But instead, I've decided to offer a solution to the problem. Now, it's not the end-all be-all, but I think it's a start to fixing it. Let's start with my introverts. Let me ask, how can you make space for yourself in the world? Well, here are three things I've come up with in order for you to make space as an introvert. First, set boundaries. Set firm boundaries and don't let anyone make you feel bad about it. If you're tired, you're tired and that's okay. Leave the party when you've had your fun and your battery's almost out. But don't go out if your battery doesn't allow for it. Don't feel like you have to do these things. They are not requirements and you need to take care of yourself. So set that boundary and let that boundary be. Second, I think we need to be showing ourselves a little bit more grace and having a little more self-acceptance. So when you've set those boundaries, don't beat yourself up about not wanting to go out and be social. Understand that you aren't like everybody else and that you have limits and your limits are different than everyone else's limits. So if you want to be alone, that's okay. Or if you want to go out, that's also okay. Finally, I think we need to push ourselves a little bit. I'm super guilty of not wanting to go out and overextend myself, but I think it's necessary. I don't think you should overextend yourself, but try to be a little more social or a little more outgoing. It's how you improve functioning in an extrovert world. It's how you grow. So yeah, maybe you're kind of tired after work, but you've still got a little battery left. So think about showing up to that party for 30 minutes and then kindly thank your host and make your exit. Just a little bit each time you decide to go out, each time you have a little bit of battery left, will help you be able to tolerate and function in social settings for a longer period of time. So again, don't overextend yourself, but try. For my extroverts, you have the best personalities. I admire y'all so much. You guys are charming and encouraging and social, but us introverts can't make space for ourselves without your help. So here are some things you can do to help make a little room for the introverts in your life. First, be accepting. Accept the boundaries your introverts' friends set. Don't make them feel bad about not wanting to hang out or always saying no, even though we don't always say no. Accept that they can't go for as long as you can. So when time is up for them, say goodbye and that you're so glad that they hung out with you and then let them go. Second, be conscientious. Recognize when your introvert friends are running 
out of their social battery. Recognize when the social situations are becoming overwhelming or end up overshadowing the personality of your introvert friends. When you see this happen, take a step back and check in with your friends. Maybe try and shift the room tone to something that accommodates your friend's needs. You know, maybe change the conversation into something a little more chill, a little more low-key. Which kind of leads me into our third and final point. Flexibility. Know that your introvert friends don't hate you and they aren't avoiding you. Know that they do want to hang out, but the clubs and the bars and the parties don't always fit the vibe. And they often make your introvert friends want to say no to hanging out. So opt for a night in or a chill dinner. Many introverts can handle these types of hangouts better and are able to stay longer. Your introverts don't want to miss out on hanging out with you. They miss you. They want to be your friend. They want to hang out. But they can't always be at the same level of social that extroverts tend to have. So it's important that you are flexible and try to find different social settings that match the introvert in your life. With that being said, it is okay to encourage your introvert friend to go out and try new things. But don't be overbearing and learn when the time is right. If your introvert friend has had a hard week at work, now would not be the time to say, oh, come on, just an hour at the bar. Extroverts, do me a favor and don't always ask them to go to the bar. But also, don't stop asking them to be more social and to hang out and do fun things. Speaking from experience, I've had so many wonderful friends who have done this for me over the past several years, and I, I'm just so blessed to have them in my life. They've been so helpful, and have really helped me get out of my shell and break out a little bit more, and I'm so thankful. So, introverts, I'm talking to you. Listen to your extrovert friends every once in a while. I think if we can all try to understand each other a little bit more and make accommodations for one another, the world might just turn a little bit easier. Introverts and extroverts are both needed in our world. Each has unique gifts and abilities, but in order to let everyone shine, we need to work together and care for one another. So think about everything that I've just said and think of ways that you in your personal life can either make room for yourself or make room for others. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening to Nothing But Everything. I hope you enjoyed our time together and are feeling a little more seen. If you liked this podcast, feel free to subscribe and stay up to date on our episodes. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at TatGirl or on Twitter at TaylorAnnCarpe, and I will update you when a new episode is out. Again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Bye for now, y'all.